Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, your par for a quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Jockey Junior Alvarado, on an episode where we are going to sit down, we're going to pick the brain of one of the men and women who helped get our horses to the winner's circle. Um, and thank you once again, Junior, kind of to echo what we said earlier. Thank you so much for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with us. And it's great to have you on today. Yes, guys. No, well, thank you guys for having me, inviting me to your podcast. You know, it's, it's you know, I've been looking forward and, and, you know, I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Well, and I know you're, you're right in the midst of the Saratoga meet or at the beginning of the Saratoga meet. So to, for you to take a little bit of time uh, out of your day and away from your family when when the racing is done for the day, you know, we certainly appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, thanks much. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it is great. It's like exactly like you say, you know, I just here, I try to to do, you know, a little work and then at the same time try to enjoy my time with my family, you know, try to, you know, split my time there, you know, but yeah, you know, at least it's enough time, like I say, for to do both of those things. <laughs> absolutely well in this podcast we're going to shed light on all things pocket aces we're going to talk about the finer points of syndicate ownership we're going to discuss what the listeners the partners some of our you know some of our fans that have tuned in every day what you guys have asked us to talk about and hopefully by the time we get to the end you are enlightened inspired you're entertained on the topics and especially for our partners you feel like you are just continuing to get good values your tenure as a member of Team Pocket Aces Racing. So kind of as we mentioned above, this is going to be a little bit of a special episode. It's a It was a bit of an ask me anything type where we sent out a blast on social media and we collected a, a good, I think a good array of questions from everybody and we're, I'm, I'm super thrilled by the response. I'm so glad that everybody sent in so many questions. We had to condense some of them into their own topics. So um, I'm excited to get going. Uh, so just as a, as a quick little blurb from me, in case some of our listeners maybe are not familiar with Junior, um, he's ridden some very good runners in, in, in the recent years, including Olympiad, who, if you were on Cowboy Diplomacy, we saw his rear end a couple times in a race, and he's <laughs> man, most recently riding um, Cody's Wish, which is a fantastic story in and of itself. There's Art Collector, and just the fantastic grade one quality list goes on, and Junior, if you just want to give us just a quick introduction for yourself, or maybe some of our newer partners and our fans who maybe um don't quite know too too much about you but know of you um if you want to start there and then we can kind of get rolling with talking about saratoga or talking about cody's wish we had a couple of questions about that one as well so however you want to approach that well yes i mean um you know real quick kind of like to since i've been here in the united states you know i i came here in 2007 so it's been 16 years here in the United States, you know, I got here to Florida first and I moved to Chicago. To me, I feel like, you know, Chicago, here in the United States, Chicago is kind of like home for me. You know, I spent there four years. That was the four years probably where our, I get, I got my name, put my name out there, you know, in the business and how like, you know, many trainers and many owners got to kind of know who I was. And, and for me, it's always, felt like home and you know the place where where I become somebody here in the United States you know then I moved to to New York you know and been writing in New York since 2012 and you know the last few years uh, I've been spending my winters in Florida and then I'll, I'll be you know and then back and forth in, in New York too so 
with many great, great wins, great ones. And, you know, one of the special ones I was have to say, you know, I had it in Chicago when I went to Burberry D for Mr. Doshua, who named the, the, this big race in honor of her, uh, his wife and, you know, winning the race for him, who he bought the horse just to try, he, you know, he tried to win these races like probably a few times before me. And, you know, for me to having the, the opportunity to win this big race for him. And, you know, it was just a, a very special moment. And, you know, it was my first great one too. So that's a little bit of, of you know, my background right there. You know, I mm -hmm. came from Venezuela, you know, ha, um, rode two years in Venezuela before I came here as a bag boy. And, and yes, I mean, that's, you know, a little bit of me right there. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I know one of our topics, a lot of folks actually asked about it. Um, how or, or when did you decide that you that you really wanted to be a jockey? Kind of in your early days back in Venezuela, how did you decide that, you know, that being a jockey, riding thoroughbreds was something you wanted to do? Yeah, just my, my dad was a jockey. He was a jockey too. So I, I mean, my first, I think my first memories as a kid that I have is just going in the track in the morning a couple of times and going to the races. And I don't remember have any other, you know, vision that I wanted to be, you know, I, I, I my man, my mind was set from the get go. Like I say, since I was probably four or five years old, all I remember is that I wanted to be a jockey. So, you know, just trying to follow my, 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 my dad and, and become a jockey was, you know, my dream all the time. And it wasn't easy at the beginning, you know, I did because my dad had a bad injury and 1990 so they you know they weren't too crazy kind of about me being a jockey but you know they have to give up at the end because <laughs> i was very stubborn to be a jockey so <laughs> they couldn't so stop me how old were you when you when you started i was pretty you know normally i would say like in venezuela you know their job they start very early they are early there you know around 16 15 sometime in 14 years old you know i had to start when i was 18 because they want me to to finish high school and they have me to be they want me to to have a little bit of degree of something so you know i become like a like a, a gym teacher real quick because he said like before you do all that at least you know have some kind of degree in something or you know like just just finish high school and 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 then after that you know we'll support you you know you will but you know i don't want you to you know like many other guys in our profession in venezuela they will probably don't even finish sixth, seventh grade, and then just they will just go to the track, and you know they didn't want me to be that kind of person. You know they wanted to to for me to you know be more you know like aware of what I, I wanted to do, and 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 you know kind of like you know like be more how do you say this? Um, you know just don't be. I'm not gonna say this for like like ignorant, but it's just like they want me to make sure, you know, I knew something about it, something else too, you know, in case, you know, that, that the plan didn't go through. They want you to have a fallback, get your education, have a fallback. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And and when you, when you what what made you decide, you know what, Venezuela is, I've spent two years here, this is home, this is, I assume this is your family still in Venezuela, and you thought, man, I'm going to the United States. Talk to us about that a little bit. Yes, you know, my, my dad always, you know, he always follow uh, races from here. I mean, I, when I when I would start riding and when I was like already going to the track learning, I never really paid attention to races here in the United States. You know, my dad was, you know, and he always was kind of like mention it to me. But I was so focused and, and just riding horses there that I really didn't even put my mind, in, my mind into it. And 
And, you know, he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And like I said, once I started writing and, and I was winning him there, you know, I, my brother was living here in Miami and and he told me, listen, there is a good opportunity. You can come here. You're still a bug, a bug boy. And, and, you know, you can, you know, do good here, like the same way you're doing in Venezuela. And, and he says, you know, I got somebody here who, who is able to sign, he's, you know, is willing to sign your paper for you to come here. So, you know, I, 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 I didn't really you know, think it twice. I said, like, well, let's let's do it. And, and you know, worse can happen. You know, I go back to Venezuela and I keep writing there, you know, if it, things don't go, you know, the way I think, you know, it should go. But that's how it kind of, you know, ended up here. Gotcha. You know, one, one of the topics or one of the things that kept coming up over and over again, Patty mentioned it a little bit ago too, is Cody's wish. I mean, it, it's the feel-good story of thoroughbred racing right now, I think. And if you don't care, just talk a little bit about the experience of, of, of the horse and the ownership and, and, and Cody and just all that and, and, and just kind of fill us in on, on how that all came about and, and, and your part in it. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, an unbelievable story, to be honest. You know, I, I, I'm just very glad to be part of it. And, and you know, I rode the horse for, for the first time and, you know, I kind of, you know, I wasn't completely 100% aware of the story at that time. It was only his first time started. And, and you know, I remember Bill liking him a lot. And many, many people from Godolphin come that day to see him run for the first time. And, you know, I remember the race, you know, it, it, it was a good race. He just like, you know, he was so, he has so much talent, but he didn't know how to use it. You know, he kind of tried to run off at the middle of the race and, you know, I was having a little trouble with him and the race and, and, you know, we finished third that day and, you know, I remember, you know, they, they weren't too, too, too happy about it. You know, they were probably expecting him to win first time out and, and, you know, then they took me off and remember they put in Joel for the next, uh, you know, few star and, you know, with Joel, he did kind of run off twice in a row so you know i kind of feel good about myself you know that <laughs> it happens to me you know it happens to you all too so it wasn't just me um you know and little by little you know i started knowing more about the story you know once i got to to be back on it and in new york i remember that was derby day last year you know everybody was pretty much out of town i didn't have much you know going on in kentucky so i went to i went to new york and and i wrote it that day and and you know he won very impressive and and you know since then you know start hearing the story about Cody Dorman and all that and the connection but you know i'm kind of more you know let me just see if it's you know i want to see it with my own eyes like i say you know and you know the times that i have to see uh, how this horse react when when he see Cody Dorman, he just, he, he just an unbelievable. I mean, I, I get goosebumps. I can't, I can I, mean, I can't even explain like the, how, like the beautiful connection those two have, you know, the horse and, and Cody himself, you know, they, they, they look at each other. It's just something, you know, like, I mean, you have to kind of probably be there to experience and, and, and to understand that you, you just looking at them. And I mean, it just, it's fascinating. It's just an unbelievable story. And like I said, I mean, for me, I just, very glad to be part of it, you know, and, um, you know, at the same time, you know, riding this horse this year, you know, he have, you know, he's become, you know, a man now. He knows how to run now, you know, he relaxed, he, he waits for me. Wasn't a thing last year, last year, you know, even when he was winning with me, I still was, you know, it was very challenged, you know, he wasn't an easy horse to ride. 
you know, he would just break and whenever he decides to to start running at the middle of the race, you, you have to get out of his way. You got to make sure you have a clear path because he just like will kind of like run off. And, you know, like if you're in the pack, if you're like behind horses, you better watch out because you might, you know, drop yourself right there. But right. that that was, you know, kind of him, you know, like still learning. And, you know, I'm just, you know, this year he's just a different horse. He, he's he mature. You know, he knows how to do it now. He respects me now. And I just think that that was another thing, you know, man, don't, not many horses have that ability, but him, I think, you know, he, he kind of knows me now and, and he kind of set me for like the way I ride him. And, you know, we're kind of like, he knows that we're partner now, you know, he lets me do it. I just kind of like guide him a little bit. And then when I ask him, you know, that that's it, you know, when I ask him, I kind of like, even myself, I kind of get out of his way and let it just finish the job. You know what I mean? So he he's just a very smart horse. It's very talented horse, and you know we're looking forward for for the Whitney in, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's fantastic, and, and best of luck uh, on that day. We will we'll, we'll all definitely be watching. Yeah. So absolutely. when you the question we got here from one of our listeners was, you know, when you when you became fully licensed, what was the biggest surprise that you that you know that you discovered like? You, you maybe you thought something about being a jockey was going to be one way, but it turned out to be something else. Of course, with your father, you know, b- being a jockey, maybe, um, maybe you weren't too surprised. But uh, so, a- answer that one first, and I'm going to follow up with, a, with something similar. Yes, you know, to be honest, I, I, it's, it's different when I when I got licensed in, in my country, Venezuela. It's, it's you know, you you work for free a lot for probably like your whole time. You're learning, you know, you're learning. Nobody's going to pay you. You know, you're supposed to kind of work for free because I'm getting experience. The more horses I get, the more experience experience I get in the morning. And, you know, you got to do it for free. So I think my biggest surprise was, you know, I, I was getting in a lot of horses in the morning. So I'm thinking, you know, when once I get my license, you know, I think I'm going to have a lot of opportunity. I can see a lot of trainers like, you know, putting me to work. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be, you know, they're going to give me a, a, an opportunity in the afternoon to raise some horses too. And, and just to put it like short, short story, you know, the first year, I think I might have ride maybe 10 horses. The first year that I got, you know, I got my license. And then after that, a whole year, I might have ride 10 horses. And, and I'm probably making this, I, I'm probably like exaggerating, to be honest. <laughs> so that, that was like a wake up reality for me there. And, you know, it starts, you know, I start double guessing myself and, but, you know, I, 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 Right there, I think it's when when my parents come and and my family, you know, the support that you have to keep going. You know, that's what you decide to do. It wasn't gonna be easy, and you know, and you know, if it comes easy, it goes easy. So you had to keep trying, and and you know, I just keep trying, and I keep you know, I keep working, never give up, and 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 you know, and thank God things just turn around my way. So what what is what has been the biggest difference, or what is the biggest difference? Uh, riding in Venezuela and then riding in the United States. Was there any major adjustment that you had to make when you when you came to the U.S.? Yes, definitely. I think, I mean, it, it was for me, you know, I remember riding the first couple of weeks here in the United States and, and you know, I, kinda, I was doing it kind of like the same way, my style, how I ride, how I know when to move my horses, how to get out of the gate. And I think I had it kind of like 
start from zero again. I had to kind of like reset my mind and, and start watching more races from here and how many jockeys will do it. And, you know, I, I would probably just ride every horse the same way. You know, we just get on a horse and trying to ride them all the same way. And, 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 you know, I had a, you know, I had to kind of start from, from, from scratch again, you know, from zero, you know, I had the style and everything like that, but I have to polish it to a little different way. I have, I, I had to adapt to learn how to, you know, do it the way the, 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 you know, the business is here in the United States. You know, I had to write a little different, you know, the way that I was going to leave the gate, I had to do a little different, you know, I had to be a little more patient. Like, you know, when I got to be in the turf, it was a whole different experience in Venezuela. We don't have turf racing. So for me, I remember the first few months I was having nightmares going in the turf. I did not <laughs> want that. I, I was fighting with my agent, wanted to fight him. I'm like, listen, don't put me in the turf. Like I'm going to drop myself. I'm going to fold those guys right way too tight in the, in the, in the turf. And, and I don't like that. It's like I'm going to drop myself. And, and like I said, man, I remember being like paranoid every time I had to go and, and the gay and the turf. Like that wasn't nothing, like I said, in Venezuela, you know, in Venezuela, we used to ride like two, three lanes from, from, from each other, you know, very separate. And when I got to be so crowded with, you know, so many jockeys around, I, I wasn't too comfortable, but, you know, I had to learn. I had to learn and, 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 you know, I, I had a lot of helps here, a lot of jockeys, you know, like offer their help and, you know, they talk to me and, you know, kind of like guide me a little bit or how to handle some horses and, and, and yeah, but, you know, to be honest, I had to kind of learn everything again, you know, how to like start pretty much from zero again, how to handle horses here. And now you have nightmares that races are going to come off the turf because that's how good you are on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that that is remarkable. As as I was, you were talking about your nightmares on the turf, I'm like, Jesus, one of the best turf riders in the country. And he's talking about having <laughs> nightmares on the turf. What in the world? So uh, whatever whatever you did uh, to get used to it and get accustomed to it, it worked. Well done. Um, yes, yes. You know, I, I I had you know I think I I I was very lucky when because when I moved to to Chicago, you know. Uh, it was Rene Douglas, one of those uh, leading jockeys there in Chicago and Arlington. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, for me, he's probably in the top five, one of the best jockeys in the turf. And, and, you know, he did, you know, give me a lot of tips. And, you know, I remember, you know, when I would break in the race, I would try to look where he was because he was riding favorites too. But, you know, the way he used to like drive, because I, 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 I said I, I, he didn't ride, he, he drive horses through the end the turf like like nobody else has ever seen and i used to just follow him try to follow him as you know as close as i can and you know kind of learning how he was making those move and when he was making those move and and i'll say you know i'll, I'll learn a lot a lot from you know just watching him no, that's great that's really cool <laughs> yeah so now do you have a preference now do you do you prefer turf over dirt or it doesn't matter no, it, 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 it doesn't really matter. I just think, you know, as long as you got the right horse, you know, I think, you know, having, having a good, good horse and the dirt is a, is a, is just an unbelievable experience. You know, I just think, you know, the turf you can have, you know, and you feel, you know, the horses have a nice kick at the end, you know, they can finish pretty good and strong, but I just think having a very good horse and the dirt is, is, it's a good feeling. It's just a good feeling. Well, hopefully we'll get one of those for you here one of these days. Yes, sir. <laughs> so um, 
I want to kind of follow you. It was a question that we had later on down the list, but it kind of follows up with a little bit of what you you talked about. Um, you know, and, and I and I've kind of questioned this at times too. When I've seen some rides that some of us, that we've gotten at times, I'm like, wow, did they ever even read the form? Have they ever even looked at? Uh, did they listen to the trainer? Did, have they ever watched a race to, to know what's what's going on? But yeah, talk to about a little bit about you know just you're you're when you're getting ready to ride a horse maybe even you're riding a horse for the first time but you know it, it's a horse that you know it's not a first-time starter it's, it might have a string of starts under its belt but you know how much are you listening to the trainer and their instructions uh, how much of it is just a you know you're going with your gut and you're you're just making your decisions based on what you're feeling underneath you how much are you typically looking at video and the form and all that just kind of talk to us about that that prep for a race especially when you don't know a horse, but even when you do know a horse pretty well. Yes. I mean, for me, it's, you know, I think every rider is different. Everybody has their way to, to get on horses and ride them. You know, to me, I like to be prepared. You know, I like to kind of understand what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? Or try to understand at least when I was, if it's a horse I ever run before, I tried to watch and try to learn why he did like it and why he didn't like it in the race. Just to make sure I don't do that or if, or what should I kind of do? You know, I try to observe what he likes, eh? if he likes to be moving the turn, if he, you know, a little, he likes it a little inside, outside. You know, I like to watch replays. I think I get a lot of information from the replay of what he, you know, what a horse can like and what he probably won't like it. And, you know, sometimes just depending on the trainer, I might listen a little bit more than others. I used to be honest, I used to think most of the good trainers, they don't really will give you instruction. They might tell you tips or two from the horse. They might say, like, listen, this horse, you know, he's a little better outside. Or he'll say, like, listen, he, you know, he likes to have a target. This horse, you know, he doesn't like to be between horses, you know. I think most of the trainers here in New York, that's what we'll, they will tell you. They're just going to tell you tip or two about the horse, about what they like and what they don't they rarely will tell you how to ride it. You know, you're, I mean, we're professional. We're getting paid for this. We're supposed to know how to ride and we're supposed to come with a plan and, 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 and have a good idea and be prepared, you know, for the race. And, and, you know, it have happened sometimes, you know, I, I read the form sometimes and, and you break out of the gate and, you know, I right away, I feel it. He's not going to run the way he's been running before. I can right away. Oh, he's not going to be positioned. And he has been positioned before. Just in the first couple of jumps, I get, you get that energy. Oh, he's going to put me there where I think, you know, where he normally puts me. Or, you know, he's, you know, he's going to, or he's feeling a little sharper. You know, right, like I said, in the second, third jump, I right away, I have a good idea. What am I going to be? And, and, and what is he feeling like, you know? And, and you know, and, and yes, I mean, I do change sometimes tactics. You know, sometimes a horse, Depending if the horse is probably working good in the morning and he just running third, fourth, third, fourth, fifth, and, the, and he's been kind of like in the same position every time around in the race, I will probably talk to the trainer and tell him, listen, what about if we try maybe tending to the lead? Or what about if I try to take him more back? I mean, we need to try to do a little bit something different to see if we can get to be closer to 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 finish first you know i don't want to be finished third or four all the time third or four all the time is great but i mean maybe we try a little something different he might like it you know as long as they are great with me i always you know sometimes that's what i try to do with some horses trying to find something that they you know will be a little bit better 
for me to to end up winning the race. So not necessarily winning the race exactly, but at least that we have idea that okay, we'll do the next time, and then next time, you know, like he should win for sure. And you know, but I I do like to prepare, you know, and like I say, listen to trainers. I think here in New York, they rarely will tell you how to ride a horse. That that really, you know, and if they tell me, I try to follow because normally they don't say anything to you, and when they say something, it's because either they know something that I don't really know or they want or they probably talk already to the owners and they want to make sure they come with the plan and try to 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 do that for whatever reason I I, I do I do try to to follow the instruction though okay yeah probably the worst thing to do is listen to owners because we don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> ever so <laughs> that's probably at least you know we, we'll, We'll, we'll sir, you'll never hear instructions from us, that's for sure, because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, no, uh, so you mentioned, you know, uh, horses in the morning. Do you, do you, are you still doing a lot of uh, exercise riding in the morning or is that just kind of reserved for special horses or do you try to take that time for yourself? What, what are your what, what's your typical what's your typical day look like off dark days and and uh, uh, days that they're running? Well, you know. I also have, you know, it's different track. Typical day in Belmont, I will probably work two horses Friday, maybe three horses Saturday, and probably one or two horses Sunday. That's it. And the whole week, I don't do anything in the morning. I might go Tuesday or maybe Thursday in the morning just to check with trainers with no workers, nothing, just checking with trainers, saying hello, just, you know, showing my face. Here in Saratoga, it's a whole different thing. Here in Saratoga, I haven't had a day off since I got here. And even three weeks before the mid started, my days off in, in Long Island and Belmont, I was coming here to work a two-year-old here for, for Billy Mo. You know, he raised me the most and, and, you know, he likes the way I ride the babies. So I was, you know, coming every, you know, dark day just to work horses here in New York. I, here in Saratoga, I used to get, you know, familiar with the babies and, you know, he... he's, you know, I've been working with Billy Mo for the past 12 years too and, you know, he... We, we communicate pretty good with the babies, you know, we, we, he likes to develop, even though we might know who is good or who is not that great. Like he asked me, you know, you think this horse, he just need time. You think this horse needs probably from later on, should we run these horses and give it the race? So he started waking up, you know, and, but here in Saratoga, like I say, it's, it's, it's a little more, you know, you, you work a lot. You have to come here every morning because everybody's hustling here. Everybody, every, there is no, you know, everybody wants to ride. Even if you, you know, you have a 30 to 1, 40 to 1, 50 to 1, you're not going to have a problem. There is going to be somebody who wants to ride that horse here. Right. So, you know, you have to come and really work and, you know, like I say, show your face, you know, let them know that you're interested, that you want to, you know, that you want to ride a horse, that you want to come work a horse, that, that you want to ride and, um, you know, at the same time, you know, a lot of two-year-olds develop here, start from, start here in Saratoga. And, you know, for me, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking for, you know, I'm trying to, to get the best two-year-old I can get, you know, looking forward for, you know, something like the British Cup two-year-old. They can talk it there before next year. So I think, you know, I start kind of like right here in Saratoga and, and, and yes, I mean, for me, it's very busy, busy meet. Saratoga is obviously a very, very important racetrack to you. It's it, it clearly holds it holds a special place for a lot of people in racing. You know, me, I grew up about five minutes from Keeneland, so for me, Keeneland is is my mecca. Um, so, in addition to Saratoga, 
uh, you, you know, our, our, obviously Arlington is, is gone now, unfortunately, uh, sadly. Uh, but what are some other tracks that you really, really love riding? And, um, you know, is there any place that you want to ride that you haven't ridden yet? Uh, you know, I think, yeah, probably my, my, my favorite place is here, Saratoga, no doubt about it. Sure. Kingland, probably the second one, to be honest. You know, I love riding there in Kingland. And, and you know, never, never, you know, I, I, I only went there once to Delmar, but I think it was so quick going in and out. I didn't have a chance to enjoy, didn't have a chance to really look what it feels like. You know, I, it was a, like a very quick trip. So this is probably something I would like to, you know, have a chance to maybe go for, you know, let's say I have two days or three days in a row riding horses there, you know, to, to kind of suck it in a little more and, 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 you know, get the feeling of what is riding in Del Mar. You know, I always hear about it. It looks great on TV, but I mean, I've been there only one time. And like I say, that was a very extremely quick trip. I got there probably around 12. I rode my horse around 3 p.m. And I was out of there right away because I got to catch my flight the way back. So I, like I say, <laughs> that, 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 that shouldn't count. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, hard, to, hard to really enjoy much other than, uh, oh, this is a very nice uh, car ride over. And then, and then, uh... Yeah, most likely. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Appreciate the public transportation system. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, there is not many tracks. I may have been in, you know, I've ridden in a lot of tracks here in the United States. I would say almost all of them. Might be just might be probably like a handful that I haven't been on, but that I haven't Delterra, been there. you never been to Belterra. I haven't been in Belterra yet. Definitely <laughs> no, I haven't been. I haven't been there yet. Not yet. Well, you know, maybe one day. We can yes. Dare to dream. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so a submitted question that we had. Um, do you have a preference for race styles? You know. Um, you like being, uh, you know, getting out and going to the lead. You like, go, you know, wire to wire. You like a closer. Uh, you like sitting. Do you, do you have a, a style or a, a preference of a type of race that you like to be in? What, what's, or does it matter? Yes. No, no, no. I, I do. I do like to be, I do, I do love horses who like either have to stock position or closer for the simple reason that like I've been in many, many you know, many horses that like to be in the lead. And, you know, when you're in the lead, you might be losing the lead. But here in New York, they understand, they read the program, and they won't, I mean, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to be in this favor, and I'm going to be walking the dog in the lead. They'll put pressure right away. They won't leave you alone. And, you know, I'd rather be that, that one behind who is kind of like stalking, feeling the pace, and, you know, I'm getting ready when I'm going to move, you know, kind of like a more like a like the hunter, you know, yeah. like I, I, I like to be watching and, and, and I like to make my move when I'm ready. I don't like to be in the lead where I'm getting kind of like chased. You know, if they move, I have to move because they're moving, not because I wanted to, you know, and my horse is, in a, is, is probably in everybody else's rhythm because I have to, you know, make sure I'm on the lead. So I had to go a little faster or, I, you know, I had to start moving early. Uh, I I do what I have to do, but like I said, I would rather have a stalker horse or a closer horse. I think, you know, those are, and I think, you know, they, they run very well for me when I ride those kind of horses too. All right. And you, you talked about two-year-olds earlier. Any any difference in, in uh, I guess I'm not, it's not really, difference is not really the right way to, to say that, but riding those babies versus riding 
you know, a five or six year old accomplished horse. Talk about the differences in that and you know, maybe the challenges of riding those babies or other inexperienced runners and, 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 or versus, you know, an old pro like Cody's wish. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it just depends like, the kind of horse you get, you know, you can get, you know, once again, like you get a horse older, like Cody's wish, you know, I, I don't even going to look anything else, you know, I stay with that one, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like to ride the babies. I think it's always that, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, when you have the baby, you're having the hope that you might get the, the right horse for the British cow. You're going to get the horse that you might end up in the Kentucky Derby. And, and at the same time, you know, it's, you know, if you really love to get on horses and ride horses, I think just when you start getting on those two-year-old and developing and when they're three and when they get to be four, you know, you can see the difference when they started from zero on, 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 and where they are right now. It's kind of satisfying for me, even if I don't ride in the horse, just to be part of like the develop of the horse. I don't know. I, I it just is is like you know. I get to see how much they grow, how much fast they get, how much they learn, how they change from where they were standing from zero, the way that they wanted to do things, or the way they're doing it now. Like all that. Like I think it's just it's amazing. It's amazed me, you know. And I don't think many, you know, many fans get to to understand that. But me as a jockey, I love it. I appreciate that. And 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 like I say, I always. You know, I'm very fascinated, and and that's probably why I like to 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 actually come here two three weeks before the mid start and and start getting on the two year olds just to get to know them. You know, to see which one is the playful one, which is the one that is already kind of serious into the business. To to see which one is the one that I think, oh, this horse feels like it's gonna be you know a router. He's gonna like to 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 go along. Which one like to be in the grass and. And especially those ones, they're going to make me look like a liar because two-year-old, they'll make a liar out of you big time. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. You're going to look there... like a liar. Oh, I start tipping horses with a two-year-old. You're going to look like a completely liar. Like, I, I tell people oh, that all the time. As soon as, I, oh, what do you think about this horse? What do you think? What is this one going to do? I said, man, I can tell you this, but they're going to make me look foolish because they're going to do something completely opposite of what uh, I tell you they're going to do. Cyclone yes, Ranger, you, yeah. you rode for us. You know, there's no way in the world I would have thought that Cyclone Ranger was going to start on New Year's Day, uh, the, you know, of his three-year-old year. I would have thought he'd be starting about now. Right. And, you know, you rode him back in, uh, in, in March at, at Gulfstream for us and did a really nice job. Yeah. Uh, they just make you look silly all the time. Yeah, they do. And they do. The baby, the two-year-old, they, no, I always say, man, they'll, they'll look, make a look like a liar out of you. They, they'll <laughs> make you look like a fool, exactly like you just said. Like, it happened, it happened to me every year with the babies here. And, you know, even with Billy Mo, we try to, to see which one, pick out which one we think are the better one. And, and like I said, like, I think most of the time we run and right. You know, but that's, yeah. that's, that's things, you know, they, they start changing and, 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 and from one week to another, or from one race from the morning to one race, you know, they do a whole different thing, like you said. And I'm just like, what was that? I mean, they didn't do that in the morning at all. Many times we're working in the morning, right. he never showed up. He never act like that. Like, uh, how did this even happen? So, yeah. Who, who is but, this horse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's, it's fun, you know, we, we, I mean, I, I do love that. And, and, and like I said, just to teach same at the same time, you know, with Billy Moore, you know, he's, you know, he has the process where he wants to just teach them, 
competition. I don't think he, you know, he's never crazy about winning first time out unless they're very good and they won because they're on talent. But he likes to be, he likes to teach the horses, give him a good experience, a good first time experience. You know, don't beat him up, don't make him go crazy where the horse come back kind of like a, in a trauma. No, it's like none of that. Like hit the horse too three times and you know one time two times the right hand one time left handed so he knows what it feels like to be hitting both sides you know make him finish it but you know don't beat him up you know i i, I think i i love that i love the way that he kind of work with the babies and 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 you know this like i say i mean he uses a good team that i you know that we have together and you know have doing that with the babies is just fascinating Another submitted question. Uh, you find yourself well out on the lead when you're coming, you know, coming down the lane. Um, uh, do you tend to, you know, especially, you know, you, you got a length of four or five, you lead a four or five, six lengths, whatever the case may be. Do you ever, do you let up on the horse? Do you ease up on the horse? Or you just keep on driving? Uh, is it a different horse to horse? And, and why would you do anything different, you know? Well, you know, I, I I will always have said in my mind, I will never get caught in the wire because I was overconfident. So I always have this in mind, even when I sometimes know that I'm like, you know, by the quarter pole and I have like four lengths in front. At that point, or by the trick 16, when it's time to run, even if I'm in front by that many, I will still will ask my horse just to make sure I have a good kick out of there because... I don't know if he decided to put the brakes in the apple and I didn't open it up and then I get caught. So I'd rather give him a little, like, to run. And then, you know, if I feel that he give me the, if he respond well for me and I'll open up a little more, then by the apple, 16 pole, I will eat up. I will never, you know, ask him more. But I always will ask my horses to run at least when I hit the quarter pole, the 316 pole, I was going to ask him for a run. Then if I know they give me and that is enough for me to get to the wire safe, uh, then I'll stop and 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 that would tip, you know. But I don't want to, you know. I've seen many jockeys where they're kind of like standing, standing, and then you know they they have four lengths in front, and then they hit the eight pole, and then a horse is coming, and then all of a sudden they start riding. That other horse is kind of coming with the momentum, and you know they get caught. And oh, the, I, I always have nightmares. I have have dreams where I been riding that way and get it caught in the wire and and I may mean, I wake up with anxiety it's like no that can not happen to me so <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible feeling like I say is that terrible I never had that feeling in real life but just having it in my dreams is it gives me anxiety so I'm like nope that ain't happened to me <laughs> Jared if you don't mind I kind of want to feed off what he just said there because I mean I've seen you junior go on to the I've been very fortunate you know, I've seen you go onto the track at the Derby, at the, you know, at Belmont a number of times, Saratoga. You know, you got those straight eyes ahead and, you know, you're focused. So how much of that stress that you have in these nightmares actually leads into race time? You know, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I prepare, I try to, you know, like if I have whatever, I, I don't I don't call them a pressure. You know, you say, you know, like if I'm going to win, I'm going to win no matter what. But you know, once I get on the horse, man, it's just it's I, I, it's luck. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't feel more pressure. I don't feel anxiety. I don't feel, to be honest, I don't even I, I can't even tell you last horse that I ride that I rode. What 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 was I thinking? I mean, just mm -hmm. I get right there with the horse, and and it's just like you know, for me, I just try to every step the horse is doing for me every time. And you know, when I'm going to the track, I'm just trying to feel what he's feeling. 
and just you know try to understand him right away what what is happening what is he feeling you know just even more if i don't know the horse if i never read in the horse just try to start understanding him right away you know i just try to fed up with that with the energy that i'm feeling and and that's probably why sometimes you know you know many people say oh i was saying hi and you didn't say hi you know but i'm just trying to you know Right, get connected yeah. with the horse right away, you know, and trying to, to you know, to feel the horse right away to, you know, and sometimes, you know, he's doing something and I'm just trying to feel what it's exactly mean, you know, and, you know, people say, oh, I was saying hi, you, you didn't look at me, you, yeah, you know, I'm not, I wish <laughs> oh, I could know, because you got seven more sentences yeah. being up there, so at least I know that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, many times, you know, if I know the horse and he's acting normal like i know he always does you know it's fine you know i will look around and i'll you know i'll say hi you know whoever i see and and you know and, and nice and i'll be probably even more relaxed not, not i'm saying that i'm not relaxed when i'm on another horse but i'm just like i say sometimes when i'm like that that i look more focused you just i'm just trying to pick the energy of what i'm feeling yeah. with a, a new horse that i've never been before you know you just try to feel what is he feeling at the, at the moment from what I'm hearing, it's it's not personal, you know. So if, if that's <laughs> happened to you, don't take it personally, folks. <laughs> exactly, please, please don't. <laughs> so uh, I think we got one more uh, one more question. I think that would be a good a good spot to, to wrap things up. Uh, you know, you, you've had an incredible career that is still you know has a long many stories to be written uh, in it and. Um, if you were going to talk to, or I'm sure you do talk to young aspiring jockeys or bugs on a fairly regular basis, what are some nuggets of advice that you tend to offer uh, young up and coming riders? You know, I think, you know, one thing is right now, you know, that is, is you know, it's a lot of social media, you know, and you hear, hear many stuff. And I think, you know, you, many people get to focus on that and, and, you know, and they, probably in the bad comments, I, I would say, you you know, like if you're designed to become a jockey, you know, your apprentice, you're going to make mistakes. You just fix it, but you don't, you know, don't take it personal. You know, that's why you are apprentice. That's why you have, you know, that's why they call you an apprentice. You're a, you know, you're in a process of learning. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. You just keep learning, keep working. You know, don't, you know, there's going to be times where like you probably you're not good or you this or what you, you know, you messed up this right there. You know, sometimes people get a little hard and and and, and the apprentice and the people that are just learning. But the, I think sometimes they forget to they're just learning. It's not easy to, to be on a horse. You know, me as a professional, I'm still I'm still learning and I'm and I still will make some mistake that I, I don't want to make those mistakes. You know, it just, you know, it just will happen because sometimes, you know, it's, 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 it's you and, 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 and a partner. It's a horse, you know, if it, it's not helping you and uh, sometimes in the race, you know, you might make a mistake because it just, it, it just didn't seem when you try to make something happen, it didn't happen. And then you ended up in a bad spot. It just, I just think, you know, just work and, and, you know, like, mistake will happen just keep moving forward keep learning don't take that to personal just just learn learn from it learn from it and 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 you know just think having a good dedication and 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 the sport is is, is very sport is very important you know very dedicated you know nothing comes easy and and i would say you know if it comes easy it goes easy so i just think you know, things sometimes get harder. Doesn't matter if you really want to do this. Just keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. You know, you eventually will will get where you want it to be. 
every mistake is a learning opportunity. I think that is fantastic advice for everyone out there. So exactly, yes. You know, Junior, thank you so much. Dave Brown, thank you for setting this up. You know, uh, yeah. Dave, no, thank uh, you, Junior. You. You're you're an easy guy to root for. I got to tell you. So I appreciate everything. You know, for sure. Absolutely, and and hopefully. Uh, Hopefully we can get you on some more of our horses. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have anything up at Saratoga this year or not, but um, uh, hopefully over the winter down at Gulfstream or if you, if you make your way down to Kentucky this fall, hopefully we can get you on some more pocket aces racing horses. Uh, I, I uh, like Dave said, you are an easy person to cheer for and, and I'd love to get you love to get you on more of our horses. So unfortunately that's uh, that's up for the, the, the trainers and the, and the, uh, agents to all, all work out so hopefully we can hopefully we can make that happen though but again thank you so much for your time thank you it's very gracious of you to to take this time away from from your family and and, and answer these questions and uh, i've just uh, this, uh, this may have been my favorite one of these episodes that we've done so far no offense dave um it's just <laughs> yeah great. yeah it's all right <laughs> i'll start crying again <laughs> yes not um you know Thank you. You know, thanks so much again, guys, for, you know, really having me here. You know, I really enjoyed my time here with you guys. And, and yes, I mean, best of luck to, to you guys. And, you know, I always, you know, with Dave, I always keep talking, you know, always rooting for you guys, always, you know, sending him the text when I see one of your horses win. And, and yeah, on front, uh, like was it Thursday, Friday, but when we, uh, who, who we have win Friday? Thursday, just the peace one on Thursday. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to, right away, got a touch from him when, uh, yeah. you know, Temple City Terror was, was making her run. So it always, you know, no matter what, he's always, uh, you know, supporting. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. Uh, you always text me too. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you to our fans and listeners who tune back in this week and every week. Um, our listener count is rising and we appreciate it. You guys have been busy. I am seeing those counts rising and I love it. So please keep going. Please keep sharing. Make sure that you subscribe to our Spotify. There is an option to leave some commentary over there. So if you could leave um, some comments, some, some suggestions over there, that'd be fantastic. Make sure that you're following our Apple podcast pages and you know, we've been promising them for a couple, you know, for a couple weeks now, for a few weeks now, but they're coming. So make sure that you are tuned in to our YouTube channel. It's under the same name. It's under Pocket Aces Racing. We're going to start unveiling those new features, those new projects, and you definitely don't want to miss them. And with that, I think that's it from everybody. We had another fantastic episode, gentlemen. And once again, as always, as I like to remind you guys, have a happy Wednesday, make good choices, and the podcast is out. <laughs>